Hi, Dishers. It's Stephanie Hansen. You know I'm a co-op shopper, and I would love it if you were too. When I go to Lakewinds Co-op, I know that I can find my Peterson grass-fed beef, my Pastures of Plenty pork, and my Cottage on Delicious free-range chickens. And when you're shopping at Lakewinds, it might surprise you to know that they've done all the work for you because they evaluate everything that comes into their doors. Their product standards require their products to have no artificial colors or flavors, no artificial sweeteners, no growth hormones. They are entirely in a safe environment for you. So they've done all the work and you can just go shopping. Lakewinds is in Minnetonka, Chanhassen, and of course I shop their Richfield store, but there's no membership required. Everyone's welcome to shop at the co-op. And if you don't live or work near a Lakewinds, you can find the co-op that's nearest you. And I hope that you love it as much as I do, because really co-op shopping is where it's at for me. I love the experience and I love Lakewinds. And you can now order through Instacart. Delicious local cucumbers from Seeds Farm, tomatoes, Harmony Valley greens, Featherstone kale, fresh herbs, and plenty more fresh vegetables are arriving at Lakewinds Co-ops each day. Try brushing radicchio, kale, or romaine heads and cut lemons with olive oil and laying them on the grill for a light char. Then squeeze that grilled lemon on the lettuce and sprinkle with Parmesan cheese shreds for a fresh take on summer salads. Melons, stone fruits, and all the berries are arriving at Lake Winds for all the tarts, shortcakes, buckles, crisp galettes, and pies that make summer in Minnesota. Make sure to use the best organic grass-fed butter and cream from our local dairies when making homemade ice cream or whipped cream toppings. And the best part of all this is you can get it delivered from Instacart. Order online and get same-day or next-day delivery. There's no membership required to shop at Lake Winds, and you can support your local farmers by shopping at your neighborhood co-ops wherever they are. If you can't make it to Lakewinds, visit any of your neighborhood food co-ops, but you can find Lakewinds in Minnetonka, Chanhassen, and Richfield with delivery from Instacart. Find more at lakewinds.com. Welcome to My Talk 1071. This is the Weekly Dish, and I am Stephanie March, and I'm being joined by this weekend, you guys, by Miss Elizabeth Reese. Good morning. Good morning, friend. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm so good. Good. It's um, a cool, I kind of do. It is. I do sort of miss the fact that we would have been out at the fair today. Let's just get this over with. Let's just <laughs> deal with our feelings and the fact that. You know, I mean, we would have been out in the beautiful sunshine sitting on the stage with the air and you guys would have been sitting in the cute little chairs with your little coffees and your mini donuts already. <laughs> it's hard when the memories have been popping up on social media this week. Yeah. of Just, you know, what things were like a year ago today. And it, it is fascinating how a year ago at this time we could have never possibly imagined no. what we would be doing. No. This morning, which is, you know, kind of a nice little life lesson, I guess. And yeah. a reminder to just... Eat all the good things and just have fun because you just never know what the next day is going to bring. Hey, and I'm going to tell you that I am okay to feel like I'm. there's a break happening so that I don't feel like I take anything for granted. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm okay with the fact of delayed gratification and the idea that something can mean more because I can't have it necessarily yeah, right away. Yeah. It's just, I think it's hard and it's okay to feel like it's hard and it's sad. But here we are and people are making the best of it. And, um, you know, there are probably, you know, there's a segment of the population that doesn't have to work these 12 days. That's going to get a Labor Day weekend that they never got before. So, uh, yeah, something kind of fun there. Like you, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I yes. mean, 
let's be clear about something. This is actually a pretty good scenario for you because you're eight months pregnant. If there was a year to have a surprise pregnancy, 2020 is it. So if you haven't gotten on the bandwagon with that yet, you still maybe have a little bit of time. But um, because all of the things that I really love to do that are harder when you're pregnant, right? Like traveling. Like I was supposed to go on a European river cruise with Twin Cities Live viewers this summer. I was supposed to be at Oktoberfest in Munich in September, Stephanie. Like these are all the things that That you had had on the agenda and that we had planned and ready to go. And so when I had this surprise pregnancy, it sort of complicated some of those things like Oktoberfest maybe doesn't sound that fun when you're pregnant. And at that point, I would have been delivering a baby anyway, so I wasn't going to get to go. Right. And then all of the things got canceled. (laughs) So it was sort of like a little bit of a, I mean, definitely a blessing, but also just you go, if there was any year for this to happen. Yeah. 2020 would be it. That would be it. I know. I mean, and there's something, you know, I love the fair and it's so fun, but it is also a ton of work and it is, it can be really hot and a lot for working when you work every day out there and um, doing it at, I mean, I'm 36, 30, almost 37 weeks pregnant (laughs) would have been a titch of a challenge. You know, the thing is, right. I mean, that's, I, someone was asking me about how they're like, Oh, I bet you miss like eating all the foods on the first day. And I was like, well, (laughs) quite honestly, I'm going to be 50 next year. And you know, it's just a little harder to bounce back. After day one than it used to be. Just a little bit. Yes, but it does just feel sort of odd. Like the passing of time is hard to figure out when the things that we're so used to happening don't really happen. The thing that I was driving in today and I was, you know, I listened to, you know, Casey Kasem, I'm not going to lie. I listened to Casey Kasem on the way in (laughs) and the top America's top 40. And the funniest thing I was thinking about is like how... Um, you know, I'm like, it's going to feel so weird. And like, I'm, I can even remember like how, you know, the fair, like thinking about how I'm going to remember like all the, the ways to walk and do all the things, you know, like having not been there for a year. And then this air supply song, All Out of Love came on the and radio you knew every lyric. and I knew every word. Yeah. And I was like, well, maybe I can remember. I think I'll remember. I think I'll be OK. I think we'll basically. get there next year. Listen, all I'm doing is just crossing my fingers for next year. Yeah. And I'm just hoping for the best. And I'm going to believe in it. I'm going to believe in it. I'm going to believe in it. I have to. If I don't believe in it, if I don't have hope, what else do I have? Right. I'm going to put the secret out there. I'm going to secret it. I'm going to make it happen. I'm going to put all the vibes that are going to make it happen. So (laughs) that's how that works. I am liking how so many places locally are just kind of getting in on the fun of the fair, of missing the fair, and kind of trying to create their own little mini nostalgic experiences. I went to Stewart's in St. Paul the other night. Before the curfew set in, <laughs> this is mm-hmm. another part of life. So, yeah, um, there. And I was like, okay, we got to get home by seven forty-five. But anyway, we were um, we were there, and they have a whole state fair fair menu, and yeah. they're just this little tiny restaurant right across the street from St. Thomas. Listen, I could barely keep up with all the tiny restaurants doing it. It's very cute, yeah. and they had a jalapeno cheddar corn dog. Yeah, that like about knocked our socks off. Oof! I mean, the batter is perfect. They're the good at that. The sausage is delicious. And it came out, they were like, okay, well, do you each want one? And we, I thought, oh, this is like a real corn dog. Like, this isn't some sort of frou-frou thing. Right. This is just a real corn dog. And they brought it out with only mustard on it, Stephanie. <laughs> and no other option, just mustard. And Jay was like, this I can respect. Yes. And we shared one, and it was absolutely delicious, and it was five bucks. And it was fun. So it's been fun to see. Yeah, there's there's definitely the grocer's table in Wayzata, which is a cute little newish place that, you know, where Giant Baby was working. And he he was like, you got to come in and try the mini donuts. They're like 
legit. Are they good? Yeah. And so, and then today, let you, we suburbs, you guys should know that the produce exchange, the peaches are out at Otten Brothers in That's Long right. Lake. And so, you know, if you want to go grab some of those peaches, if you haven't been able to get into the city yet, those are out at Otten Brothers, that, the nursery in Long Lake. So There's, they're doing a whole carnival thing and they've got concessionaires. And I saw like, you know, I saw like the corn dog and the cheese curd people set up at the, at the Golden Valley Brewery. And, you know, it's like, they're kind of all over the place. Yeah. And so, but I will say this, I mean, and I'm kind of in that place where I'm a little bit like, it's almost too chaotic because it's too spread out and Mm -hmm. it's, it's hard. But I, what I miss is not just, I don't just miss, you know, a cheese curd. I miss that feeling of like walking in at seven 30 or seven o'clock to the fair in the morning and that pavement when it's cool and like, you know, the breeze through the trees and like the people and getting that oil smell in and the, the air, like all of that in the background. Yeah. All of that. The yeah. giant slide already kicking. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like kids screaming at 7am. I just, you know, cause it's true. It's not just about the taste. It's, it's not about where you consume it because uh, you know, you can get, you can definitely get pronto pups. I'm sure other places you can, you can get, che- you can get really great cheese curds at lots of great restaurants. Yeah. And um, the one thing I will say is I'm a little bit worried that I'm going to have that. We're all going to have a little bit of, you know, fatigue by the end of these 12 days for these people who are like 12 days and we're going to do everything for 12 days. I'm like, yeah, but we can do 12 days at the fair because it's the fair. I don't think I could do 12 days of listening to you. Tell me about your, the best cheese curds. You know what I mean? I That's just me. I might, I, I might have a, problem. I think it's sort of an opportunity though, to look at some of those places, um, you know, like potluck at Rosedale is having some fun with it. Yes. They've got some fair things going on. Midtown global market for sure is doing um, some fun things too, where they've got hot Indian foods out there. And of course, Manny's tortas and they're kind of normal normal spots and um you know kind of think about strategically if there's maybe one or two places you can just zip by over yeah, the next that's kind days. of what i feel like the corn roast the big thing for me is the corn roast on sunday which is happening up in maple grove at the barnes and noble it's um, so funny you know that it's location like, is so funny to me i know why well, no because it's just a big parking lot outside world. the barnes and noble in maple grove yeah you know you know, up there in parking lot central, where all the parking lots live. So many parking lots in Maple Grove. You guys have so many places to park. There's How so do you much parking. Choose a spot because you're just thinking, I have so many options. Yeah, there's. I mean, you could like park and walk, and you, it's like for miles. It's amazing. But they're doing it t- uh, tomorrow. And and here's the thing with Untites, which is just you know the farm that supplies the corn. They grow the special corn that the corn roast guys want. I've been so wondering to, about this. Yeah, What's they're going to bring it up there corn? and three bucks a year to roast it. I mean, how great is that? Oh gosh, I could eat like three of those. But here's the deal kids get it to go like get get your own ear of corn your corn ears get them and stick them in the freezer and then you know my god you can have that that's like that's my thanksgiving trick for cream corn have it from the summer oh that's super smart yeah you can also just slice it right off the cob yeah and yeah. just and just then freeze it. it that's what i know i'm not even gonna roast it i'm just gonna i'm just gonna pay, take it right off the cob yep and then put it into a little bag with some you know just and that way, that's it. And then just freeze it, and then cook it in in November. I'm gonna win. <laughs> so gonna win. All, All right, you guys, we're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, we are gonna talk a little bit about uh, a little purchase I made this weekend, and I kind of put a little question on the Facebook page about maybe some Instagram purchases that you might have made. But we have a great show today. We're going to talk with Sarah Kiefer from 100 Cookies, the oh. cookbook, the pin banging queen herself. I'm so excited about this book. I, I can't even stand it. And I have a page number to tell you that you're going to need to write down oh. and the recipe that you have to make. Oh, excellent. Because I've been thinking about it for approximately seven months. <laughs> and I'll tell you why. It'll be I good. knew. Listen, I knew this was going to be a perfect matchup. <laughs> having you here and having her on, it was going to be perfect. <laughs> 
We're also going to talk pizza farms. We're going to, you know, talk sourdough starter for you and fun stuff. So just stay tuned. You guys tune in. We'll be right back. This is Weekly Dish on My Talk 1071. Hey, everybody. It's Steph March for Common Ground Minnesota. And I know you're wondering, who is Common Ground Minnesota again? Well, let me tell you. It's women in agriculture. These are women farmers who are right here in Minnesota volunteering their time to talk to you guys about food and how it's grown and how and why they grow it. That's Common Ground. Common Ground is, you know, a place where you can go and you can ask those questions about why they grow the food that they're growing and how they're growing it and how that affects the, your family and what they're eating. This is the greatest part about these guys is that they're just up for discussion because, of course, we all love to talk about food, right? So at Common Ground Minnesota, they have a new website, commongroundminnesota.com, and it's a great new site with, it's got farmers, it's got topics, it's got a great blog, it's got heat recipes, there's farm dogs. I don't know what else you could ask for, really. Common Common Ground Minnesota is a great spot. You can also check them out on Instagram at Common Ground M-I-N-N. And of course on Facebook at Common Ground Minnesota. It's a great place for everybody to go and have a conversation. Hey everybody, welcome back to Weekly Dish. I'm Steph March and I am here today with Miss Elizabeth Reese. Good morning, happy Saturday. So glad to have you here. I'm happy to be here. I love getting to fill in. I know, this is such fun. This is good stuff. Um, Okay, so... Let's talk about, well, first of all, I would like to say, you know, just so sad about the passing of Chadwick Boseman, who was the Black Panther in all the Marvel movies and just, you know, rest in peace. And God, it just, it kind of sat there. Jake and I sat there on the couch last night and just talked about, you know, like what an impact he had in just those two Marvel movie, you know, for us personally. Yeah. And And, playing Jackie Robinson in 42. Yeah. And he played, uh, God, there's a couple others that he played that I can't remember right now, but just like amazing, you know, it's just, just a quiet, you know, very cool, calm, you know, presence about that man. It was so. very sad to know that he didn't been battling colon cancer. And then um, he was filming during it. I know. He was super young, diagnosed in 2016 Ugh. and then just died um, yesterday at the age of 43, which is so shocking. You know, my grandfather died really young of colon cancer and really, it is... Um, it is one of those sad things. It's And when it's that young, I mean, you're not even getting checked. It's no. like really No, tough, I mean, so. it's just, it's a silent sort of, you know, it's a silent, deadly thing. Yeah. Ugh. If you notice anything wrong, though, get in. Get, get in, get checked, man. Katie Kirk style. Get yeah, do it. Do it. Yeah. I love it. All right. So anyway, we're sad. I'm going to totally watch Black Panther tonight, just to be clear. I've never seen it. Oh. We're just starting the Marvel movies with our kids. Oh. So um, we've actually just been watching um, the old Tobey Maguire Spider-Mans okay, from the don't early do 2000s. That. Stop doing that right now. <laughs> they're really fun for kids because they're not so scary. I know. I know. I mean, I remember liking them and stuff. I, the Andrew Garfield ones are fine, too. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm not against them. I just think that Tom Holland is my favorite Spider-Man. Oh, we'll get there. We just, you know, listen, we've got a long life to live here. I know. And you've got like little ins. Like they've got time. Oh, they're three and five. I mean, they, <laughs> we need the old school stuff. You need to start with the cartoons man (laughs) seriously all right so here's the thing that is kind of funny to me that showed up at my door this last week what did you get suckered into did you have a couple of old fashions when you accidentally ordered something on instagram i absolutely did 100 and i think that this is the story is that this is happening i i'm not going to name names but i might have been hanging out with a certain chef who might be on TV shows and stuff. And he might have said, Oh my God, Instagram has now made me like a special buyer because I'm buying so much stuff at like 2am. I've gotten such random things. Last summer, my favorite swimsuit was a random 4am Instagram purchase stuff. 
Oh my god! It doesn't fit me this summer, but hopefully it will again next. Summer. I was gonna say like that's one of those things. Like that is literally that is a leap at yeah, four a.m. I got and it showed up, and I was I completely forgot that I even bought it. Yep. Because your Apple Pay is connected to everything, so you can just click and go, and then oh. there you go. And um, and it turned out to be my favorite thing. So, what did you buy on Instagram, and are you liking it? Because I've been seeing the ad for this nonstop. So here's the funny thing, you guys. Okay, I bought the Always Pan. The Always Pan. The Always Pan. But listen up, I I think I saw an ad for the first time. I don't think I've seen it so much. I think I saw it once and I bought it because oh everyone. God. I really thought like, oh, you know, I actually needed a new pan. But I remember thinking like, this is a little expensive. And also the last two pans that I've bought online, I've sent back because I didn't like them. And so I'm sort of sour on it. And then I just, I think, I don't even remember buying it either, but I think I must have just saw it and I was like, I'm going to get it. This Screw is it. it. So it's $145. Yeah, it's not cheap. No, it's not cheap, but good pants aren't cheap. No. And they say um, that it is designed to replace eight traditional pieces of cookware. So it's a fry pan, saute pan, steamer, skillet, saucier, yeah. a saucepan, a nonstick pan. It has a spatula that is in it and a It can attach rest. to it. Well, right. the one thing that I have to say about it, the look of it is very good. It's, and I love like a, a, a gorgeous Dutch oven or yeah. a beautiful pan that you yeah. can leave out on the stove. Yeah. And the, you know what? It comes in like pink. And, yeah. and of course, it's called, it's not called pink. It's, it's called, called something spice. else. But then like spruce and char and all this and stuff. And steam. I'm just... Yeah, get me the black pan. I'm fine with that. But they did say, you know, it acts as a fry pan, a saute pan, a steamer, a skillet. It's got a little steamer basket in it, you know, and it's like nonstick and all this kind of stuff. So I and it's non-toxic. You know, that was the big thing. This is a good question because I've actually seen friends on social media. Yeah. Ask, okay, I want to get rid of my like toxic Teflon stuff. What should I replace it with? And then people weigh in. I'm a I'm a fan of the scan pans. I've had scan pans. You have. You're the first person I've ever known to talk about them, and you've loved them ever since. I used them this morning. I mean, I use them all the time. And this is a ceramic nonstick. So that's the difference. It's got no PFOAs and PTFEE, whatever those are. Those things that are bad. Um, but, and so that's, and I don't have any nonstick that isn't ceramic. So that was mm-hmm. one of the, that was basically the selling point for me was like, well, I need to kind of try that anyway. Have you, you cooked on it yet? So I haven't because I got it late on Thursday and then I was working Thursday. I'd already made a huge salad for dinner, so I wasn't going to eat anything else. And then yesterday I basically didn't have time because I was, I was out pretty much all day long because I was out doing work stuff. Yeah. Well, the real trick is you just got to fry an egg. Just I, well, an and egg this and is and the thing it. is I, <laughs> you guys. I'm going to take you I was out of eggs. I don't know what's going on. I am out of eggs. What kind of operation <laughs> are you running over there? <laughs> if I only had chickens, because of course I don't have exit from the store. Yeah. So I know. Listen, I have chickens and I still have to buy eggs from the store. It's brutal. I know. This is true. When you said that to me, when you told me that, I was oh. like, I love that. That's I know. I actually... hate it. It makes me just bitter about the number of chickens that I'm allowed to have. Right. That's, that's the problem. I know. I know. <laughs> if I lived in the country, I'd have like 40 of them. Um, can I just tell you, though, how surprised I was? How many people said to me, I almost bought that pen. You yeah. have to tell me if it's worth it. Everybody wants to know if it's worth it. I know. So this is my this is my pledge to you guys. I'm basically going to cook tonight an entire meal in it and we're going to see how it goes and then i'm going to also cook tomorrow's breakfast in it so i will be able to have a pretty good idea of you know what it is i think when it comes to pans you know and and i think people have a lot of questions about them i think if you can get your hands on a really great 
Dutch oven that you'll use for everything. I mean, my my Le Creuset sits out on the stove and I use it for everything. Right. And I actually got it doing a weekly dish broadcast. Oh, I remember did, that. Remember at Cooks of Crocus Yeah, I, I actually remember you going back to the tent in yeah. the garage sale and finding it. And I found it and I found it for a steal of a deal and I use it for everything. everything. And then I've got a couple of good cast iron pans and those are so cheap and so easy. Oh my God. The cast iron, by the way, have you, the memes for the cast iron stuff lately have been real good. Oh, I haven't seen any. Oh God, there's, a, because it's the whole like, oh, I never wash my cast iron, yeah. but it's like, it's like this entire, I can't even do it justice, so I won't, because it'll be like an old lady trying to tell you about a meme, but it's literally the fact that people who are cast iron people are zealots. Yeah. Yeah, they're obsessed. Obsessed and obsessed about how they don't wash their pants. Yeah, you don't. I I mean, I will use a little bit of soap. Me I will too. confess to that. But I, I use like a non-abrasive um, <laughs> soap. You know, like I'm not using Dawn, which no. is, you know, still, I mean, they use it on ducks and oil spills. They make sure they tell you about that. So it is gentle. <laughs> that being said, I'm using like nothing with lots of sudsing agents in no. it so that it can just kind of clean it a little bit. No. And then the other thing that we got um, that I've used all the time is uh, it's an all clad, but it is uh, a, it's a griddle that you can set right on your burners and it goes across two burners. Oh yeah. And it's just great. My stove has where you can like remove the burners and put in a, a big cast iron griddle in it. Yeah. But that means that I have to remove these giant burners and like put it in. It just feels like such a pain to me. So I got one just to set on top and I've been using it constantly. Oh, you have. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that's good. Yeah. And then the two scan pans and then, you know, you have, I've got a set of, I think if you buy great cookware that you love, you're going to have it forever. I mean, the, the, uh, yeah. the regular pans and pots that I have were an all clad knockoff from Macy's that I, my parents got me a set when I graduated from college, Steph. Yeah. That's oh, 20 wow. years ago. Wow. And I use them. I mean, I cook. It's yeah, not like actually, I'm not cooking with them. If I think about it, mine are an all clad, but they're like the lowest line of all clads. Yeah, you know yep. what I mean. Mine were a knockoff that were like kind of made. You know, when they're like the leather is made in the same factory as yeah. Louis Vuitton. <laughs> <laughs> this is like what my pants are. <laughs> You're like they looked at an all clad plan. Yes. You know, it was like the owner. You know, the guy who was making it knew the guy next door. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, God. Well, there you go, you guys. I'm hoping you guys are buying some good stuff online at 2 a.m., but we will let you know about the Always Pan next week, so stay tuned next week for the total report. I can't wait. My talk 1071 and our super flashback bump for the weekly dish. We like to bump. We do. We do. And you know what we like to bump? We like to bump into cookies. <laughs> like if they happen to be hanging around. I would I'm, love to just run into one. I'm just going to run into a cookie and be like, well, hey, what's going on? <laughs> and so I'm so glad you guys that we are being joined right now by Miss Sarah Kiefer, who is on the line. Sarah, you there? I'm here. Yay! Good morning. Hello. Hi, Sarah. <laughs> the only thing Hi. that would make this better is if the three of us were all sitting together in a room eating cookies together. Yes. Yes. I wish that was the case. Oh, I know. <laughs> Someday we will get back there. Sarah, we got to make a date for cookie date. I swear to God. We have to say congratulations, Sarah, because this new book is like so beautiful, so wonderful, getting such rave reviews. And it's called 100 Cookies. 
the baking book for every kitchen. And what I love about it, Sarah, is that you are giving bars oh. the attention and the love Thank that they you. deserve. <laughs> and that is why Sarah Kiefer is important to us culturally, emotionally, spiritually, all of it. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> That's a lot to hold up, girl. I'm telling it you. It is. It is. And so for those of you guys who have never, don't know Sarah, and you have never been on the internet, uh, Sarah Kiefer <laughs> is, of course, the uh, the woman behind the local baker blogger behind the Vanilla Bean blog. Sarah, when did you start that? Um, It's almost been 10 years ago. God, isn't that crazy? Yes. I mean, it that doesn't seem that long, but I started it right after my son was born, and he's He's going to be 11 in October. I know. know, The nice thing about Sarah that I think is so important to point out, and I have like utmost respect for all bloggers because it's so much work to put out a blog, but you are a pastry chef turned blogger. So there's a lot of intention with your recipes. It's not just a matter of like kind of throwing things together and seeing what works. Your precision is over the top. Why is that important to you? Um, Well, it's important. I, I've, baked through books that um, the re- like the recipes haven't made sense or the, sorry, I'm stuttering this morning, um, the cookies haven't turned out. And so I really feel it's important to have really um, well-tested recipes that people can go into and know that it works. Yeah, it's in that it's like the idea of of blogs to book, I think, has been, you know, something that's kind of been a trend and, and people kind of, you know, they kind of jump on because they see relevance and they see popularity. But I love the fact that this is the truth behind this is that you are, you know, you're a spectacular baker. Like, you know how to bake and it's not it's not just flash, I think. And that's such a gift to people who really love to bake. Oh, well, thank you. Well, and the hard part is that you, of course, we have to talk about the cookie heard across the Internet because yes. literally Sarah is sort of responsible for all the pan banging that you may have seen. Those beautiful, flat, rippled chocolate chip cookies that, you know, they're called the pan banging cookies. That's that's the Sarah Kiefer technique, man, right there. And she kind of went viral. Tell us a little bit about what it was like to go viral, because you actually wrote a letter that I posted in MSP Mag a, a while ago, but it's still kind of relevant to your experiences yeah so I didn't expect this cookie to be a thing Um, I almost didn't even put it in the cookbook it was in my first book um, because it's kind of tedious to sit and lift a pan and drop it in the oven every two minutes nobody's gonna want to do this but I really I kind of like tedious things like I'm way into British chatty novels and whatnot so this like went was right up my alley right right (laughs) um and so I had made them, and my husband and my kids just loved them. And then um, I was working on a book with Zoe Francois and Jeff Hertzberg. I work with them over at Bread and Five. Yeah. And so she had tried it and was like, you have to put this in your book. She really liked it. So um, I was like, okay. Didn't think anybody would ever make them. <laughs> <laughs> and then people started making them. They just started showing up all over the Internet. And then the New York Times, um, a reporter there, started following me and did a uh, article on them and then they kind of took off. And so all of a sudden they were just on every news channel. I remember just like people were sending me news clips of newscasters all over the country talking about them. It was just totally overwhelming and wild. And then it kind of became like, I was the mom cookie lady who made these cookies and it was kind of framed as like this, this mom actually can bake and she (laughs) made a cookie that went viral. And so it was just sort of this weird 
I don't even know the word for it, but it was just like a weird well, because then, bubble that I was in. Yeah, and it kind of became, and that was, we talked about how it was, you know, the New York Times didn't necessarily give you the right kind of credit. And then, you know, it was in your first book. It's not like it translated into like a million sales out of your first book right. because it happened nope. that way. But the idea that it's like, it's something that you make that is a, a small piece of what you do goes out there and becomes suddenly the definition of who you are right. is something right. that is a very modern and bizarre thing. Yes. Yeah. Just, I'm the pan banging lady. Yeah. <laughs> Instead <laughs> of this accomplished, you know, pastry chef who's been doing cakes and breads and all sorts of things, you know, along the way. Well, I think that's what happens when we get into like this little snippet culture, because right. obviously, you know, I, I mean, speaking like of course we had you on twin cities live to make the cookies and we've had you on before and after many times but when you don't give something a little some proper time right you don't give it the conversation that it deserves right it just becomes right about that one little thing but that being said i do think it's it, it had to be fun to see people who maybe never thought about trying a recipe and then they get out there and they do it and and people are super successful like you always post pictures of their their success is making these pan banging cookies and they turn out great, which means it's a great recipe. Yeah. Right. And I do like, I appreciate being able to have the recipe out there. I'm not trying to sound ungrateful. No. Like, of course I appreciate it. You know, it's, it's so cool to see people making this and loving it. Absolutely. And in exciting. fact, this is the thing is like, so what I love about it is that one, you know, that kind of like cracked a door open for you to be able to then talk about things, you know, that are, and to put this book out, this 100 cookies, so that we could also have white chocolate, rosemary, and apricot cookies. Oh, like, gosh. like I want raspberry rye cookies. Like, these are the cookies I, I want to take your pan banging, and then I want also espresso caramel blondies from you, you know? So for me, it's just a door opener. That's so, exciting. Sarah, this, so the book 100 cookies, did you do all the photography for it too? I did, yeah. It looks like your style, which has to feel so good. And I want you to know if you want, you know, because people love like a beautiful cookbook to sit out. This is totally that book with like just the right amount of rustic feel to it. I love that the pages are matte and not shiny. Yeah. Um, I love that there are photos with everything, but they're not too frou-frou-y photos. It really focuses on just what the final product is going to look like. And Sarah and I have baked together many times for my 12 Days of Cookies series on Twin Cities Live. Yes. And then Steve, my co-host, always gives us a hard time because Sarah um, will bake bars and then call them a cookie. And I right. say, that is acceptable, Steve. <laughs> Chill out. And the reason is because these bars are so good. So I want to make sure that everyone is directed to page 46 oh. in their textbook, which okay. is 100 Please Cookies turn. by Sarah Kiefer. <laughs> because the cream cheese pumpkin pie bars, Sarah, are in this book and remember how i lost my mind over the cream cheese pumpkin pie bars when we made them together yes i do remember very clearly they are <laughs> unbelievable stephanie and, really? and just today you okay. know when you wake up and it you see like it's 65 degrees outside you can feel the little crisp shift happening today the pumpkin spice lattes are out don't go and get a pumpkin spice latte <laughs> no, you just don't make to. these bars they're unbelievably good <laughs> oh my god and it is on page 129 just to let you know it's it's recipe, oh, recipe number 46. 46 thank you yeah but this <laughs> is like and this is so sarah what is your favorite recipe in this book right now oh gosh i know sorry that, that's a hard question it is um, always I, it's, yeah oh go ahead no go yeah. ahead 
Okay, I really love the brown butter chocolate chip cookies. Mm-hmm. Um, they've become a favorite of mine because you can make them up to two days ahead of time and hold them in the fridge and then bake them off. Oh, great. And it develops some flavor, and they just are they're so good warm out of the oven. Oof, that does sound okay, good. Okay, that's fabulous. What about a bar? I mean, what yeah. do you think is like the winner? What's going to crush the bake sale of a bar here? Um, well, I really like the strawberry creme fraiche streusel bars. Yes. Mm. I was looking at they're those. Really, yeah, they're really creamy, and the strawberry flavor has both strawberries and freeze-dried strawberries in them, so the flavor is really strong and bright, and they're really good. <laughs> creme fraiche, which is underused in my book. I love a good creme fraiche anything, and I'm super mm-hmm. excited about that. It's the bars that are so beautiful and fun and elevated and I think will so resonate with people from the Midwest. I also love that you have just a classic, perfectly done scotcheroo recipe oh, in here, yes. Sarah, because I think yep. that that's one of them that people can might Google and then see a thousand different ideas of how to make scotcheroos online. And it's best to just go with a tried and true classic recipe, which is what you did. What stands out about your scotcheroos, do you think? Um, well, I really like, some people don't put butterscotch in them, and I think that you need the butterscotch yeah. chips. Yes. God, people don't put butterscotch in them? Really? Butterscotch is underutilized, it's underappreciated, and it should go yes. on strike. That's seriously, otherwise you've got scotcheroos. <laughs> right, right. But I've seen people not use them, and I was like, you have to put the butterscotch chips. Is there anything that I think d- people, like, kind of sneer at butterscotch chips. Like, they, do. they aren't used a lot. Oh. Gosh. It's so wrong. That's so wrong. It is, is. Is there anything in here that you were like maybe on the fence about including? Um, yeah, I wasn't going to put um, some of the brown. I like the brownies because it feels like, should I put all these brownies in here? But then I was like, yes, they are cookies. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> You yes. did. You took that stand, man. And then the pan banging cookie recipe is in here too. So yeah, it's nice to know mm-hmm. that if you don't have the first cookbook and then you fell in love with the pan banging idea and you want more um, more cookies. Yeah, it, and there's different varieties too because you can use that same technique with not just chocolate chip cookies. No, it's like there's a whole section of pan bangers. I swear to God, that's so great. Yep. Awesome. All right, Sarah. Well, thank you so much. I Thanks for coming on. 100 Cookies, the baking book for every kitchen. It's available now, right? Anywhere. Are you going to be, yes. I mean, there's no longer, I was like, are you going to be out signing? But I guess that doesn't happen anymore right now. No, it doesn't happen anymore. I'm doing a couple virtual things that are being set up right now, but I will post about them on my Instagram and website. And we have you, you on Twin Cities Live, it. too. Do you know what day, Sarah, since I don't? We haven't set a date yet. I'm still um, chatting with um with our producer, okay, Brittany. Good. Sorry. Yeah. No, you're good. We'll get yes. um, we'll get Sarah on Twin Cities Live soon too because um, we want to talk about it and see what she's making in her kitchen. But yes. I'm telling you, people, this is the book that you need. This is this is going to carry you not only into fall but into think about it. This is a Christmas gift like you wouldn't believe. Yeah. Seriously, it's fabulous. All right, you guys. We'll take a quick break and we'll be right back. Thanks, Sarah. I tried to scream. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. Uh, like, guess what? It's the Ask Stephanie portion of the show. So you want to give us a call, 651-641-1071. That's 651-641-1071. We're here to answer your questions about, gosh, we can talk about cookies. We can talk about restaurants. We can talk about eating out. We can talk about recommendations. Because I have Elizabeth Reese with me on today. Good morning. And, I mean, we could talk about gardens. We could talk about whatever questions you have we are ready 
to answer them, basically. Yeah, hopefully. I know. <laughs> um, can I, I'll ask you quickly, though. Uh, someone wanted to know what kind of knives you like to use. Uh, Hanson had talked a couple oh. weeks ago about some knives, some Cuisinart, you know, knives that she just uses, some ceramic blades. Yeah. Someone was wondering what knives that Elizabeth Reese uses. I have Wustoff knives. You do? Yeah, and I just have a couple of them, and they're basic, and um, I, I think I registered for a couple new ones for our wedding, and, um, and that's what I use. And then the trick is just whatever you have to keep them sharp and that's the hardest part what do you do you have, have like a, a little electric sharpener you do yeah we have one and um and luckily i hate using it i just i don't like the feel of it or the sound of it or yeah. anything like that yeah um but my husband jay will do it anytime so right. i'll be like hey can you sharpen the knives and then he for some reason finds it to be a fun task so yeah there i should probably this- ask him that today <laughs> I have to tell you that that's like when Matt comes home, my son Matt. Yeah. Whenever he goes right to my, he goes right to my thing, and he goes, "Your knives are horribly dull." Uh, horrible. And he just, he just right away he hones them on the steel. I would like to be a person who takes them regularly to get them professionally and sharpened. True, me too. Yeah. And I will tell you that I just gave my friend our photographer Caitlin. She asked me, and I told her. So it, it kind of it's funny that this all flowed in. But if you go to EverSharp which mm-hmm. is in northeast Minneapolis. It's right across from Norseman Distillery. I'm not saying you can have a cocktail on the patio while you're waiting, <laughs> but I'm just saying. And you can go there and they'll just sharpen them for you. They will. They just, and it's so easy. Yeah. Hey, we have a caller on the line. Great. We have Christy on the line. Christy, what's going on today? Hi. Well, I'm taking my youngest back to college, oh. but listening to you guys as we pack. <laughs> and um, also I wanted to say, Elizabeth, I'm the person who sent you um, the chicken mama hat. Link. Oh my gosh. Because it was the cutest thing and I thought so of you. Cute. It's a chocolate so anyway. hat that says chicken mama on oh, it. Oh, cute. It's really great. It's going to be another online purchase. You people are costing me a fortune yes, when you send exactly. me these suggestions. So my question was, I'm wondering if you guys have ever um, frozen zucchini to use later on. And if so, how did you do it? Yeah. I do it all the time, Steph. You probably do it too, don't I you? I don't. I just, I don't think I've ever frozen it now that you're saying it. Oh, I've only ever just, I eat it. I always do it and I just <laughs> shred it. So oh, I shred it okay. and, and I use my food processor to shred it and I do the, sh- the shredding attachment on it and I just run it through and then I don't even obsess over like water. I just put it into yep. quart bags. I measure it out and then I label the quart Ziploc bags with what it is. And then it's great because you can pull it out. I mean, because you can basically what I like to do with zucchini in the winter is um, I, I like adding it to meatballs. You can also yeah. add it to, of course, zucchini bread, even just throwing it in a soup or especially any kind of blended soup that you're going to do. Yeah. You can just put it in and you don't have to worry about it being cooked. You don't have to blanch it before. I just freeze it raw and... And then I have it forever. I occasionally will find a bag in my freezer from like four years ago. Oh, God, really? <laughs> okay, I need to do a little freezer inventory that here. Is, that is perfect. Thank you yeah, so much. You're welcome. Have good luck with the college move back. Yeah, oh, good luck. Oh, thank day. you. Good boy. I tell you what, that is a hard one. That is a lot of a lot of people are doing that this weekend. They're heading their kids back. I saw a couple friends of mine posting from different schools across the country, and they're all driving, you know, and I they're know. with all their stuff, and, and it's, it's all just different every place. You never whew. know what you're going to get. So I know. Hang in there, guys. I know. So okay, remember, you guys, six five one six four one one zero seven one is the number to call if you guys have any questions or if you have any. Uh, comments you want to make or if there's anything that you need to, any recommendations. Um, I will tell you also, oh, we do have Linda. We have Linda on the line. Hey, Linda, what's going on today? 
Well, I just wanted to let, let you folks know that um, any Lunds and Barleys, if you take your uh, knives into the meat department, they'll sharpen them for you. What? That's great. Do you have to pay for, for it? Free. Oh, for free. Look at that. So you, can, you can take up to two knives at a time. Great. And in, uh, I kept the little sleeves. You know, you write your name and number on them, and like two days later, you pick them back up and... They do a fantastic job. Okay, that's really terrific. Linda, that is serious, important intel. Thank you so much for calling. (laughs) That's awesome. God, I love it. I love it, Linda. That's really great. That's really perfect. And that's the thing is like sometimes you just need a little help with that. And I have to say that like people who are afraid of sharp knives who think, oh, I'm going to cut myself. Trust me, you're going to cut yourself way more because you're having to work harder if your knife is dull and you're going to get it's it doesn't. It's so beautiful when you have her. And you can tell the difference. The minute you go from the dull knife that you've been laboring on I know. to like a slick, sharp knife that just slices. Oh, when we have chefs in the Twin Cities Live Kitchen who bring their own knives, which every chef does. Yeah. Um, other times we're using the knives that we have shoved in the back kitchen. <laughs> and it's like the chefs. I'm going, holy moly. Yeah. You could just machete something so I know. easily with this. There's, you feel like you could. And it's amazing when you can just slice through a tomato easily oh. with a non-serrated knife. I mean, it, then you know that it's so sharp. I feel like that's the moment where I'm like, oh, this is not, this needs a little help. Because <laughs> if I can't cut like a Roma, yeah. I'm like, there's a problem. There's a problem. There's a problem. Hey, we have Angela on the line. Angela, what's going on today? Good morning, ladies. Good morning. Good morning. I was wondering about the um, the corn um, deal at in Maple Grove, the yeah. Barnes and Noble tomorrow. You, there, you, there's a way to pre-order, but I have no idea how you pre-order corn to take home. You just do okay. it online, and it's all. You know what? We'll put the link up on the uh, Weekly Dish Facebook page for you because it's just oh. untights, but they just have a summer celebration link to it. So, oh, okay. You just Go okay. get the corn. Great. That'll be perfect. Thanks, Angela. Good luck. We'll be right back, you guys, for hour two. Stay tuned. we got lots of good chatter coming up with Elizabeth Reese and Steph March. We'll be right back. This is the Weekly Dish.